Good morning, everybody. You are listening to or watching A Cup of St. Joe, where I serve an espresso shot of teaching and devotion to St. Joseph during Pope Francis's Year of St. Joseph. Today's an exciting day because we are going to be talking about many of the saints who have had a devotion to St. Joseph. I saw a tweet a number of months ago from Sister Danielle, who people might know as the illustrator of Encelo et Intera, a beautiful 365 days with the saints. And so she's going to share with us today about her own discovery of St. Joseph through different saints and how though how St. Joseph really led her to Mary. And we'll learn so much from her wisdom today. So welcome to A Cup of St. Joe, Sister Danielle. Thanks so much, Father. It's really great to be here with you and your listeners. That's great. And we did a little episode on my pod, other podcast, which is just audio of how they love Mary about Encelo and Enterra. And I'll be honest, I, you know, use your, I use this book all the time. Sometimes, you know, especially when there's the feast day, uh, I will read it. And sometimes there'll be a little nugget there that I'll preach on uh, for, for mass. So, so uh, people are getting exposed to it. And uh, it's a very beautiful book. And of course, you as a sister, you have a great familiarity with the saints. You've come to know them uh, in many different ways. And as an illustrator, so again, like you drew, yeah. you drew these images of the holy yeah. men and women. So you really got to know them quite well. And tell me more about how the saints introduced you to St. Joseph. Yeah, so I had a reversion experience after um, college uh, that just, I was so hungry to know the Lord. And um, from there, I quickly acquainted myself not only with like diving into scripture and like attending every retreat that was available, but then I um, like remember, I was a revert. So I was raised Catholic, but fell away through college. And so I had known of the saints, but I had never really befriended the saints. And everything I was reading that was like piercing my heart was the, were like these quotes coming from the saints. So like the catechism, you know, is packed full with all these beautiful quotes and they're all the saints. And so um, I really started reading um, different lives of the saints, but it was the first book that I picked up after I came back to the faith um, was Teresa of Avila's Interior Castles and her um, letters to her sisters. I'm spacing on the title right now, but it's a, um, it's a two volume or a multi-volume set, but this, these two were in one book. And I have to tell you, like, it went way over my head. There was so much I didn't understand that she was writing, but I fell on the deepest layer of my heart. I was being fed. I was like, everything this woman is saying, like, feeds me more than all of the things I sought after through my studies of art and beauty. And what she really laid out was that there was a faith life that we could pursue that, that was real, that others had walked, and that she was really human walking through it. And all throughout her journey and her biography, she writes about her devotion to St. Joseph, how he was someone who walked hand in hand with her, and that she wouldn't have been able to do anything she was able, she did accomplish in her work um, without his help, because just how feeble she was, she's a woman who was really in touch with her humanity, and how weak and inadequate she was, and in need and dependent on God, but even in that needed help to turn to him. And she really turned to St. Joseph. Um, so she became my first intro to St. Joseph. 
as I befriended Teresa Vavila, um, she just brought like a legitimacy to the things that um, I was learning otherwise about the faith. And I think that's what the, the saints really can do is they can be the best witnesses to, like they're the proof that's in the pudding, you know what I mean? Like they're, they really show that we can live um, those desires on the deepest lit level of our hearts can be fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And the saints show us that. So, and that they're good at the root of them. They're good. So we have St. Teresa of Avila. She has some of those famous lines about St. Joseph. She said, for example, that, you know, she always goes to Joseph. He has refused her nothing. Uh, another quote of hers was that she dedicated all of these different Carmelite monasteries to St. Right. Joseph. He had such a powerful role uh, in the Carmelite order. Um, yeah, he really did. So are there other saints that you encounter that have this devotion to St. Joseph? Yeah, you know, I, Brother Andre, Thomas Aquinas, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, like all of, like all these doctors of the church, actually, that's one of the first things they talk about, like that St. Joseph is a saint that not only do you take, so like for most saints, we can, they're like a patron saint of a particular thing, but St. Joseph is he's the all in one he's the one he's like the one saint for all the needs and that's the main thing that um these different saints say about him. like saint bernard of clairvaux says there are some saints who have the power of protecting in certain specific circumstances as i said but saint joseph has been granted the power to help us in every kind of need and to defend all who have recourse to him with pious dispositions. So I think one of the qualities of being devoted to St. Joseph that are really tangible in these saints and that I've discovered in my own life is that he teaches you how to be simple. I'm not saying that I, that's like the one thing I need to work on. So I like need to hear it over and over and over because I am, I way overcomplicate life, but he really teaches me how to do that in a way that I I can that I can understand and that makes sense in my life and he has little ways of showing that you know that he's present um in in doing that and um that's something that like Teresa of Avila writes a lot about in her autobiography that he had this little way of showing that it was from him and it's like it, Joseph's in the details it's like something she writes about a lot in her autobiography that like um you know it's maybe those little extra like even if something she says I don't know the exact quote but she describes how even when there's nothing that he's refused her but at the same time if something doesn't turn out in the way that she had expected he does make it clear that what was God's will for that desire that she had or that need was accomplished in a different way and so just that trust that she had and that Joseph um, brings you along in trust like to even just to know that like he gives you that extra reassurance um, in the way that he answers our prayers. I mean, we know that he answers all our prayers through Jesus Christ because of his union with with uh, with Jesus and in the Trinity. Um, but God is like so good that he gives us these personalities that we can identify with and people to be in relationship because I mean the saints are more alive than we are in heaven right so yeah so you brought out there a few things so you said well Saint Joseph teaches us simplicity he teaches mm -hmm. us trust and 
I think that's what we look to the saints, not just St. Joseph or to the Blessed Mother, but many of the other holy men and women who have uh, lived this life of faith, that they teach us something. And we can take something then from their life, how they model it and say, well, I'm going to try that too. I'm going to you know, grow in simplicity or I'm going to have greater trust. And for St. Joseph, that trust was when he, you know, he had great trust that this angel wasn't leading him astray, that the angel said, take Jesus and Mary and go into Egypt. And so they go into Egypt and he trusts. That's one of those elements, I think, uh, scripturally that we can see that personified very much uh, in his own life. So there are, you know, St. Joseph, he wants to lead us to Christ. And of course, St. Joseph in his life was devoted to Mary and to Jesus as the mm -hmm. husband of Mary, the foster father of Jesus. How has St. Joseph maybe enhanced your own relationship or devotion to the Blessed Mother? Yeah, um, that's the coolest thing about St. Joseph, I think, for people. Like, he is the best gateway to the fruitfulness of Mary. And um, I, I, like, you also hear all of the saints say this, how, like, even for Teresa of Avila, she had a, um, a vision with Mary and Joseph, and Mary told her like how like how much joy it brought her to see her devotion and her faithfulness and trust in Joseph because he is truly um, one who leads to uh, to Christ. So like in all the aspects of our lives, and so for myself, I actually. Um, so my journey was from the saints to Saint Joseph. And then I was um, preparing actually to enter uh, religious life. And I had a lot of student loans to take care of because that's a big thing. Like St. Joseph is definitely the provider. I mean, he had to find when there was nothing available, he had to find a place for our Lord to be born, right? So um, so we can definitely go to him for that. So I learned this in such a concrete way. So I was doing fundraising with the Laboree Society, which is an organization that helps um, men and women discerning religious life or the priesthood to resolve their student debt through um, really fostering a culture of vocation. And so um, it was a ton of work and it was really beautiful, but you have to be very diligent and fundraise a certain amount over a period of time because you're kind of raising the average for everybody. So I was really nervous because I needed to go for my... Um, live in experience with the sisters. And so I just thought, God, well, if you want this, you need to find a way. And I just felt like I really need, I was really worried and I was just having such a hard time surrendering it. So I felt like, all right, St. Joseph, this is yours. You take care of it. I'm going to go. And so I get there and I'm totally sick and I have a sinus infection. I'm in bed for like three of the 14 days that I was there. And um, just like, really unable to even like visit with the sisters and um and I was so discouraged and still kind of worried and it was kind of at that low point where I was just like oh gosh like I like I'm just so overwhelmed I'm not even really able to enter into this experience hmm. and and you can be so silly and just even like questioning am I I got like having an existential crisis <laughs> like am I supposed to be a sister I don't know and um, I was sitting in chapel in the evening um, at a time when other sisters weren't in there. And I just felt like St. Joseph said to me, um, this kind of fruitfulness, like 
you need to turn to Mary. Like Mary will make all of this fruitful. Like I just had this sense of just like my total poverty. Um, I was sick. I was like completely unable and capable and also unable to like uh, do the fundraising that I needed. And um, I uh, was just like, okay, I need to pray a rosary. And then I just, I had this sense of just like him saying to me, like that, that if you want this to be fruitful, if you want your offering to be multiplied in, in like exponentially, you need to take that to Mary. Like it was almost like it was something that was outside of his realm. And that, that was, that was relegated to Mary's territory and kind of like, you need to meet Mary now you're ready. (laughs) Like I was poor enough and emptied out. And, um, and that devotion to Mary began from that day. And it was so real, like her nurturing and her care. And um, I actually wrote down the amount that I knew I needed to fundraise while I was away. And I just like actively entrusted it. And then I had my visit and it was beautiful. And I felt very confirmed in my discernment. And on the flight home, I ended up meeting someone who's Protestant and we had a beautiful conversation. And in the end, he asked me um, for my email and I had the, the promotional material that we had for the library society. It was on there with my story and I shared it with him and we prayed together and we parted. It was, it was really beautiful. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he wrote me and said, how much do you need to, to finish off your fundraising? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I told him it was that amount. And um, he said, okay, expect a check in the mail. And so I, I honestly didn't think, it, I mean, I didn't, I thought, wow, I was probably going to give a, a generous donation, but not like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know how much or didn't have any expectation. And in the end, he gave a check of that amount um, to cover the, and it, it was substantial. So it was like, wow, like wow. just really, really beautiful. And um, I think that's one of the signatures of St. Joseph too, is that like, he, he does, he takes our, he builds up our faith through little miracles too. And, um, not that we should like do something to get something out of it, or that we're like asking, like, I want this, 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 and this, and this, and you should give it to me, St. Joseph or whatever. But, um, he really does uh, find a way to show you that like even those desires those things that um, you want on top of what you need like are good like there's good there's good in that and um, yeah so that was really powerful and that was a, a really clear invitation for me to begin a more devoted relationship with Mary and and honestly I just I wanted to I think that was the biggest grace is that I desired and felt her presence in a way that I hadn't before and, um, and kind of got to see how they work together. Like, you know, that Joseph's like, yeah, I, I help you. I get things with you. Mary's your comforter. Mary's your, your mother, your nurturer, the one who's, um, going to make fruitful your efforts, you know, um, in ways that are unexpected, um, in a way that only Mary really can. I'm kind of curious. Have you stayed in touch with this benefactor then? Does he know that you've persevered in religious life and such? You know, we, we had for a really long time. I hadn't heard from him in recent, in recent years, but I pray for him every day. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very he beautiful. had a beautiful family. Yeah. 
beautiful and a beautiful faith life. Yeah, it was really neat. Now you belong to a religious congregation called the the Pauline or the Daughters of Saint Paul. Right, and, right. Um, you were founded by Blessed, I believe, James Alberoni. Yep. And That's right. uh, so tell me a little bit about the the Daughters of Saint Paul, Blessed James Alberoni. And I believe that maybe he even had a special rosary to St. Joseph, if I'm not mistaken. He did, yeah. So the Daughters of St. Paul, Blessed James Alberione, um, felt a call as a seminarian actually to really establish uh, an order of people, first lady, but then later realizing that if, um, it should be consecrated people working to share Jesus Christ through all forms of media. And so one of the major ways that we do that um, and most known ways is through our publishing outlet, Pauline Books and Media. And recently for the year of St. Joseph, we published this beautiful book designed by Ryan McQuaid and written by our dear sister, um, Mary Mark Wickenheiser, who recently passed away. Um, and I know is interesting for, um, for all of you who are enjoying this book um, from heaven or what well, we're praying. So um, in this book, it has amongst it, one of the treasures is really the St. Joseph um, Rosary. It's so beautiful and it takes you through different um, devotions, particular to St. Joseph in the life of Christ. And it's really, it's a scriptural um, rosary. So like, for example, the first mystery is the betrothal to Mary hmm. and the annunciation to Joseph. So like his visitation by an angel, which is like so beautiful. And then the birth and naming of Jesus, the flight into Egypt and the hidden life at Nazareth. How many and mysteries then, are there then of this St. Joseph Rosary? There are, well, there's the, there's five mysteries. So it's just okay. on your, you can pray it on your regular. Yeah. Okay. So there's also the chaplet to St. Joseph, which I pray a lot as well, which is different. Um, okay. Yeah. And has seven because you're praying with um, the seven joys and the seven sorrows of St. Joseph. One of my favorite devotions of St. Joseph is to his, um, his most pure heart. And I drew, I drew um, this image and we have this devotion actually um, in the book as well. So it's uh, really, there's just so many amazing wow. traditional prayers. So this image, if you can see it. Yes, it's very beautiful. Thank you. It's a depiction of my devotion to St. Joseph in the journey that I had, um, but um, but I've later learned that it's a devotion practiced by other saints. So just, if you see his heart, it's his most pure heart wrapped um, in Mary's immaculate heart and inflamed with Christ's most sacred heart. Oh, wow. So it has the seven sorrows there and the seven joys, which wow. would have been his purification, right? Um, and proved his righteousness. So he, he, shares in the harmony and unity of the trinity but also like the harmony and unity of the trinity with creation so there's a both and to the life of saint joseph that like i think about him at dinner or something with the immaculate conception and the savior of the universe and um if something got knocked over or something went wrong like 
you know it's St. Joseph's fault. <laughs> There's like this really great meme that shows yes. that. Yeah. And well, so he's our most relatable. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow. That's a very beautiful image. And actually, I haven't seen anything like that before. You know, we've seen images of the heart of Joseph. And uh, on this little show, I had um, the arch, uh, the arch, one of the arch, uh, Archbishop Eamon Martin from uh, Ireland. And he taught a little prayer uh, that I, I haven't committed to memory regretfully, but uh, it was to the three hearts, you know, sacred heart of Jesus, I adore thee. Immaculate heart of Mary, I implore thee. Saint mm. Joseph, or heart of Joseph, pure and just, in these three hearts, I place my trust or something like that. That's the prayer. Yeah. So there yeah. is, you know, so there is this devotion to the heart of Joseph, but never have I seen it enraptured with all the, the three hearts. You know, we've seen the three hearts depicted together, right. but never right. all with St. Joseph. So that's a very beautiful, unique image that you offer uh, for our meditation. Thank you. I think a big part, well, a big part of our spirituality in Paul, as a Pauline um, is to live in Christ. And so just as St. Paul said that and called us to participate in the life of Christ, I can only imagine the way in which and the degree in which St. Joseph participated in the life of Christ. And I think that um, one of my other favorite saints um, is St. Andre Bissette. And like he, he's a good example. I think one of the things with, um, with St. Joseph is that if you feel weak, if you feel like all these saints, the thing that turned them to St. Joseph was like their total inadequacy. The fact that they weren't as learned as they needed to be, or that they were ill or that the, the project that God had before them in their mission and calling was so big. Um, and they were so inadequate before it. And, and that was definitely true for uh, brother Andre, who was sickly from birth and both of his parents died before he was 12 and ended up living with family members and aunt and uncle and then the people from the town and then went to New England and learned English, but really couldn't do any of the trades that he tried and then went back and met the, the Holy Cross brothers and who were originally called the Josephites, but then even still couldn't really, cause he wasn't, he lacked education and really a capacity to, um, to do the mission cause they were mostly primarily a teaching order at that time. Like his uh, pastor wrote in his recommendation that he may not be able to teach or to do those things of the apostolate, but he will always be able to pray. And he will always be able to teach people how to pray. So in that littleness, he, and he was really persecuted even within his community, um, you know, especially because of the special favors granted to him through St. Joseph, um, you know, just really because he wasn't as learned and things. Um, but that in that simplicity, he really loved people and listened to them. He became a porter at the front door and people would just come to the door to see him <laughs> go away. Like, and the oil, the oil, it was neat to go to the shrine, the oratory in, um, in Canada, in Montreal, and, and to see that like the oil that um, is the oil, oil from St. Joseph that all of these miracles came from was from a... Um, a devotional light that was like just 
an oil lamp that was next to his statue where he prayed. So it was really his holiness, his calling and his littleness um, for the grace for people like interceding night and day. They said he just sat at his bedside praying regularly. So it's really that quietness, that littleness um, that these saints really turn to him through. And as you've learned that from St. Andre Bassett and from the other saints like St. Teresa of Avila, as we've heard from St. Bernard of Clairvaux, they've all led us in a sense to a greater awareness of the role of St. Joseph in our spiritual life and how we can turn to him and invoke his intercession. And it looks like you have something to share. <laughs> I just have a little prayer that is like, well, like two, one that um, sometimes I think people can feel like, well, how do I turn to St. Joseph? And like, what what way can I get to know him, you know? And, and there's lots of ways, but um, Andre Bissett had the best way, I feel like. And he just said, it's just little simple gestures of telling him you love him and thank him and be with him. And he has this little prayer. Um, St. Joseph, if you were in my place, what would you want done for you? Please do it for me. <laughs> and Very simple. Really yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so there are these little prayers like St. Andre has and the other little intercessory prayers to St. Joseph that we've received that really teach us then how to turn his intercession. And that's what St. Andre said. He said, go to Joseph. And, uh, <laughs> and so just as St. Teresa of Avila went to Joseph, just as he did, well, now we turn to St. Joseph during this special year. And that prayer book from the Daughters of St. Paul is a very beautiful way that we can go to St. Joseph, not only during this year, but to make that prayer book a part of our, our spiritual life, that it's a book that we can use. And when we go to adoration or when we go to mass or whatever, that book will definitely be a way to help us, to give us the language of prayer, to teach us how to pray yeah amen yeah and to know that the saints are they're like your holy posse like they are there to help you get through this life to hurry on your way to heaven in who you are that they we are not to be them like we are to be saints ourselves and to write our own story with god and that's what the saints help us do and that's how they helped you to love saint joseph and how saint joseph helped you to love mary and now, all together, they help us love the Lord Jesus and the Trinity. So, well, thanks so much today for joining me, Sister Danielle, for sharing about your own life of devotion to St. Joseph, and also about that Pauline prayer book uh, to St. Joseph. It's been a great joy to speak with you. Thank you so much. Nice speaking with you as well. God bless you, and know I'm praying for you all. And today... You have been listening to A Cup of St. Joe, where we've just served an espresso shot of teaching about St. Joseph. And I invite you to stay tuned now as we have our espresso shot of devotion as we pray the litany of St. Joseph. I'll see you next week. St. Joseph, pray for us. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Illustrious Son of David, pray for us. 
light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste Guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father of the Son of God, pray for us. Watchful Defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph Most Just, pray for us. Joseph Most Chaste, pray for us. Joseph Most Prudent, pray for us. Joseph Most Valiant, pray for us. Joseph Most Obedient, pray for us. Joseph Most Faithful, pray for us. Mirror of Patience, pray for us. Lover of Poverty, pray for us. Model of Workmen, pray for us. Glory of Home Life, pray for us. Guardian of Virgins, pray for us. Pillar of Families, pray for us. Solace of the Afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the Sick, pray for us. Patron of the Dying, pray for us. Terror of Demons, pray for us. Protector of Holy Church, pray for us. Guardian of the Redeemer, pray for us. Servant of Christ, pray for us. Minister of Salvation, pray for us. Guide in times of trouble, pray for us. Protector of exiles, pray for us. Protector of the afflicted, pray for us. Protector of the poor, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in thine ineffable providence did vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.